ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is under increasing pressure to apologise to the mother of a murdered transgender teenager. It comes after Mr Sunak made a joke about Labor's trans policies as she was due to watch the proceedings. Pensions, planning, peerages, public sector pay, tuition fees, childcare, second referendums, defining a woman. Although, although in fairness, that was only 99% of a U-turn. The, the list- that provoked a furious response from the opposition leader, Keir Starmer. Of all the weeks to say that, when Brianna's mother is in this chamber, shame parading as a man of integrity when he's got absolutely no responsibility. John Sopel is the co-host of the News Agents podcast, happens to be in Australia at the moment, which is exciting. John, welcome. Patricia, hi, how are you? Good, lovely to speak to you. We heard there... Nice to speak to you too. Yeah, well, you know, I listen to you in my ears quite often while I'm running, <laughs> so I feel like we're old friends. We heard there are uh, there the angry response from Labor's leader, Keir Starmer. Was this a huge mistake from Rishi Sunak? Yes. I think that what happens is that at Prime Minister's questions, <clears throat> Rishi Sunak is sitting there with a file, a ring binder, um, and he's got kind of prepped answers for any question. And he has a prepped answer for Labour U-turns. And one of the things was to make a joke about trans issues, trans policy. Um, And to go back to the start of your show, it was a coin toss whether he was going to read it or not. He read it. And what a mistake. Because you have the mother of Brianna Gere, who was brutally murdered, this teenage trans girl, who was brutally murdered in Warrington in the north of England. And her mother had come to witness what was happening in the Commons, and she finds the Prime Minister doing a cheap gag about trans issues just as a way of getting political political point scoring off uh, the Labour leader, Sir Keir Starmer. And it was just very unseemly. And then you're faced with a a, a judgment. Do you double down or do you apologise? And Rishi Sunak has doubled down and said, I'm not going to apologise. I carry straight on. In a statement overnight, Rishi Sunak declined to apologise to Brianna's family, but I I understand Brianna's father has called for him too, is that right? Yeah, that's right. The mother has said, look, I want to make, I want to raise other issues. And I can imagine, can you just imagine, you have lost your daughter in the most horrendous murder. You then want to come to Westminster to raise some serious issues about access to social media and the like. You want people being treated with decency and respect and kindness and you just get caught in the party political dogfight because actually I think I think Rishi Sunak is a decent person actually I think he is a principled person I think he's decent but I don't think I think he's politically a bit inept and politically he should have seen that this was not the day of all days to do a cheap trans joke and he couldn't stop himself. But to give this context this so-called cheap trans joke is is in his stump speech, right? This is this is what he says in yeah, questions yeah, yeah. every day. Yeah, it is, and I, I I just think I I hope it kind of makes people reflect on where Britain could be heading. I, you know, I spent eight years as the BBC's North America editor before I started this podcast, um, and in the US, day in day out, you would see the culture wars unfold where 
whatever the issue, someone will be manning the barricades to kind of talk about abortion issues or guns or trans issues or gay issues. And it was just to drive a wedge between people. And I kind of think that broadly speaking, mercifully, that's not too present here in Australia and not too present in the UK. And it would be a crying shame if it just becomes another way of kind of stoking a division and separating people rather than bringing them together. So he's doubled down, as you say, hasn't apologised. Is that position sustainable? Uh, probably. I, I think that when, I think what you, if he was to apologise now, then it would look even weaker and even more feeble. I, I just think it's sort of the narrowness of politics, if you like, that, you know, he feels that if he apologises, it shows weakness, therefore you've got to tough it out. Whereas often I think these things are more simply and more elegantly done. If you've made a mistake, you put your hand up because you just make it worse. But I think that, you know, it was telling from watching those comments exchanges that even on his own back benches, even those people sitting behind him, the Conservative MPs realised pretty immediately that this was a howler. And sure, you know, in politics, you get people who are going to go out there and say this is all about nothing and, and are attacking Starmer for politicising it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't I don't think much edifying will come out of it. But I wonder whether the line about transgender people will get removed from the stump speech, which you're correct to point out happens day in, day out. And had it not been for Brianna Jay's parent, mother being in the, the Palace of Westminster uh, on Wednesday, I wonder whether anyone would have even batted an eyelid because it is so routine to make this the punchline of a joke. Rishi Sunak has been trying to appeal to the cultural warriors in his Conservative Party, but they're actually not even his base, are they? <laughs> well, he, he, he wants to win over the right of the Conservative Party. He feels there's a danger that the Conservatives are being outflanked on the right by Nigel Farage, who kind of led the Brexit charge, who was the UK Independence Party, now is involved in a party called Reform. And that if those people were to, you know, Reform was to get 10% of the vote, say, in the next general election, which is going to be due this year, or, or certainly in the next year, um, then that could do the Conservatives massive damage in all these seats that they won in 2019, which were traditional Labour working class seats. And so Rishi Sunak feels he's got to, you know, go out and peel to the right he's probably not going to succeed. But his base, as you correctly say, is a more centre-right. And the centre-right of the Conservative Party don't want to have anything to do with culture wars because they think there are bigger issues that Britain faces right now and whether someone is trans or not and whether Labour policy is too woke or not doesn't make much difference if they're struggling to put food on the table to feed their kids. This crisis for the Prime Minister came after he was mocking Labor's position on trans issues. How has Labor's party, the p party's position on and messaging on this issue changed? The, the messaging has changed. I mean, they, they initially supported self-identification, whereby you say, I'm a woman, you're a woman, and you don't need any kind of medical certification uh, to prove that. That was the position adopted by the Scottish National Party uh, in Scotland, north of the border, and it proved massively unpopular. 
and was one of the elements that kind of that led to uh, Nicola Sturgeon, the then powerful leader of the SNP, being under acute pressure, where you almost sense that the Scottish people wanted the English courts, the British courts, to intervene to say, you can't have this. And so Labour has changed its policies. I mean, to be honest, if you think of how many people that there are who are trans in the UK or in Australia, surely the sensible position is to be, look, we treat anyone with respect and decency. We need to make sure that there are the medical services that are available. But this is not a central issue to the political debate, because this is something that affects very few people. And yet it seems to take out, take up such a disproportionate amount of politicians' time and debating space and energy when it needs to be kind of managed in a way that is respectful, humane, decent, understanding, sympathetic, kind. And yet, you know, others want to turn it into something different. They want to fashion it into a missile that can be hurled. John, before I let you go, I know you're in Australia at the moment. Uh, have you been watching our politics? I, I, I love your politics. I, I have. I mean, I was, I was, you know, the last time I was here, it was the tumult over the voice referendum. And um, yeah, I, I kind of watch, I watch. But I wouldn't, I, if you're going to ask me some detailed analytical question on the state of Australian politics and what's happening in Canberra, I might plead the fifth. <laughs> well, I heard them mocking you for not delivering the Prime Minister on your podcast. Um, so, you know, work a little harder, John. Uh, really, I've got to try and pull my socks up. Give it, give it a red hot go. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Great pleasure. Thank you. John Sopel is the co-host of the News Agents podcast, author and broadcaster uh, as well. You're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.